evening, everybody. Welcome one and all to Tim Bip Live. We're back for another Wednesday, which is not what the day is at all. Well, starting out strong. It's Thursday, it. Wednesday. How, how often have we been doing, been doing this on Thursdays, too? Like, a, a long time. And the first thing I say <laughs> tonight is... It's Wednesday. I don't know. I don't know. I hope you guys have had a good week. It has been a very, very long one here in uh, the Ritter household. Uh, look at this Wednesday we're having. Indeed. Uh, but we are we are moving right along. We are we're just getting there. We're getting we're getting by. But that's an okay that's okay. Sometimes sometimes the best that you can do is just get through it. You know what I mean? Just just persevere until you can see the light on the other other end of the tunnel. Don't wish for it to be over. But just know that it won't last forever. Good to have you guys in the chat. Donnie did his taxes today, and he owes less than the last few past few years. Excuse me, not paying till the last minute. I don't blame you. Good to see you in the chat, Donnie. Don Nishida all the way in Hawaii. Sadly, I owed a bunch, and like the Linux cat, will not be sending in a check till the last day. I am very sorry to hear that, and it's eating into my bourbon budget. Tony Bag of Donuts says, Aloha. What's up, buddy? I hope you are well. It is good to see you. Swan himself, look at this Wednesday we're having, y'all. Look at you, Swan. Look at you. You're here. I appreciate it. Connor Kirkpatrick, thirsty Thursday, thirsty Thursday, indeed. Uh, oh, and Don's got a meeting. Bye, Don. Shauna Marie's here. Hello, Shauna. Good to have you in the chat. I hope that you have been well uh, over the past week. And James Taylor. Cheers, Perry. Cheers to you, James. Good having you here, man. Sugar Kitty says meow. I say meow. Back at you. Uh, always wonderful to see you folks in the chat. Uh, if you haven't yet, as Donnie has just said, please mash the like button, click subscribe, and ring that bell, and choose all so you get notifications and don't miss a thing. Daggone it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, tax time. Taxes, tax season, all that good stuff. Um, and the funny thing is too, I mean, when, when this, when the audio version of this comes out in your audio, your Timbib audio feed, um, it will be tax day. So Tuesday, uh, I would like to decline that AP news. <sighs> Whew, my allergies. Uh, so if you are doing your taxes uh, while you're listening to this, I'm thinking about you. Uh, it's no fun. Jeffrey Weck, 
Hello again, whiskey friends. Hello to you, my good friend. It is good to see you. James was only the second like. What the heck? Sugar Kitty says, lick the like and like the lick. Snuffy says, Snuffy does indeed say. Snuffy also says that he is the patron saint of Timbip Live. I just spit everywhere. <laughs> Gotta learn to say it, not spray it. Mr. Snufflupkiss himself. I'm not even pointing at him. There he is. Say hello, Snuffy. Ah, uh, good boy. Uh, <laughs> if you want to support the show, you can do so through Snuffy Chat, and it is our method of super chats. You can find the link for that in the description below. Of course, you can also do it with the links that are up in the chat right now as well. Uh, is this where the chat is for you guys? Is it down here? I don't know. Uh, but that's that's how you that's how you do it. Uh, Perry, you're lucky I love you. I've been taking uh, tax calls all day, and I'm still here. Swan, I love you. Thank you for your dedication. What are we doing here, Joseph Brazer? What are you doing here? It's good to see you, my friend. Uh, getting closer and closer to Tim Bip Weekend. This is my bourbon podcast weekend. Tim Bip Live, uh, of course, is just around the corner Memorial Day weekend. Uh, you can find links for all that stuff on social media. Going to be having the wonderful uh, Peggy No Stevens joining us for a portion of the weekend uh, where she will be doing a tasting for some lucky folks and she will also uh, be a part of our live show. It's all good stuff. And Jeffrey Wack is going to be there. How about that? Joseph Brazo is going to be there. Uh, Swan is probably gonna be there. Donnie and Diana, I don't think you guys, you guys said you can't make it, right? Don Nishida is gonna be there. Tony Bag of Donuts will be saying aloha, and he will be there. It's gonna be a great crowd. You're gonna have a super awesome time. Can't make it for the whole weekend? No problem. Come hang out for the live show. Uh, it's going to be wonderful. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Uh, Peggy's going head-to-head -head with Eric in a pairing match-off, which we will be talking about uh, over the next few weeks on Patreon, too. If you want to check that out, patreon.com slash Podcast. Don't mean to make this just one big ad. Uh, oh. I'm distracted tonight by the tears welling up as I watch my favorite hockey player play his final game as a Blackhawk, but I have some new bourbon to drink tonight. There you go, Tony. Uh, can't make it this year. That's what I figured, but it is all good. Uh, I, I appreciate you, Donnie, and all the things that you do for Timbip as it, as it stands. Adam himself, Mr. Whiskey Shits. Good to see you, buddy. Cheers to you, too, my friend. I need to pour something. I figure since we are going to be getting into uh, a review for um, a bourbon that I didn't realize I have never reviewed properly. I have only ever talked about it, America, in passing uh, or put it up against other versions of itself. Now, of course, it is a batch product, so this is going to be um, just to this particular one. Huh. Bottled on uh, February 27th, 2023. So, 
early batch from this year. I think it said LB. So, we will get to that. But this is a 2022 from September 19th. Oh, snap! Seriously? I think that's the day I started my new, my, well, the job I'm in right now, but when I started a new job at the time. Uh, yeah. Oh, James Taylor got a bottle of Maker's Mark BIP! Oh, BIP. We hardly knew ya. Uh, while I am getting everything ready for this, uh, let me know in the comments too what it is. What you been drinking? Oh, don't tell us what it is. Uh, sorry, it's Rare Breed. <laughs> I've never reviewed Rare Breed. Somehow. Um, I, I just, it's, it's constantly slipped my mind. Uh, we did the Rare Breed Rye when it first came out. We also did, have done a flight, uh, a vertical we called it at the time, which was not even completely true because there were other expressions of it, or other editions of it that we did not have in the vertical. But so, uh, gonna finally be getting into the, the bourbon. Wilderness Trail Pick at 115. Yikes! That's awesome. Hello, Emily Chambers. Cheers, y'all. Mashy all's the buttons. Snuffy needs snacks. He does indeed. That's not the bottle you held up just a minute ago? Oh, this was, uh, Turkey 101. Unless I'm losing my mind and I picked up a bottle and I've forgotten about it. I don't know. Elijah Craig, 94 approved, nine year pick. Have those Elijah Craig 94 proof picks gotten any better? Because for so for so long they were so mediocre, and like I'm not saying that every single one of the barrel proof picks that I've had has been stellar. Um, I thought it had less liquid than that one too. Did I slip into a different? <laughs> What's going on here? I had the I had the rare breed and I had the turkey 101. Am I losing my mind? I'm scared. Mom, can you come pick me up? I'm scared. Hey, you're drinking. Hey, I hadn't, I hadn't even started yet. So But I will say I have lost my train of thought. I just bought extras of the 94 proof store pick. 11 year old, best I ever had. Hello, Justin Deering. Good to see you, man. Hope that you have been well. Uh, do they still make wild turkey spice? I saw one today. No, they do not. If they do, I would be really surprised. Uh, what a weird April Fool's Day prank. You know, what is it? 12 days after April Fool's? I meant to do an April Fool's joke this year. I talked about it on, um, I think it was Pours from the Floor last week, and I just completely forgot to do it. Kind of ran out of time. 
Uh, kind of drinking Pursuit Rye. Uh, it, it, that's my next bottle purchase. You heard? I'm committing. My next bottle purchase is Pursuit Rye. So. All right. Cheers, everybody. It's been a long week, and I'm happy to be here. Always look forward to Thursday. Always look forward to it as well, Justin. It's good to have you along, man. Always good to have a, a, a familiar face. Stop by. Is the Woodford for the race pictures of horses that different than the regular Woodford? Are you talking about the Derby bottle, James? Um, because if so, the short answer is no. It's it's just regular Woodford that they put in there. Or as far as we know, I mean, it, it would be interesting to get one of those, like, commemorative edition bottles. Because, you know, I... Um, Woodford does theirs. There's a... Uh, Oh, snap, 4.15 is a good day. It's my second birthday. That's awesome. Happy second birthday, Emily. Um, couple days away, but still. Happy early birthday. Second birthday. Um, but yeah, so, so Woodford makes those derby bottles. And then, like, Makers does... I mean, they do commemorative bottles all the time. Kentucky wins a national champ... Okay. Kentucky hasn't won a national championship in a while. Kind of, like, got... Something caught in the back of my throat when I said that. Not out of, like... It was more out of, like, a, hey, that's a... That's not true <laughs> kind of way. Not like a... It hurts me physically to talk about this. Um, but, yeah, like, when when Kentucky... University of Kentucky wins a national championship. Um, or... I don't know. I mean, they do... They just do commemorative bottles all the time. Uh... And so I would just be curious to, like, do that. Maybe that's a stream. Maybe that's one that we do in the future. Get a Derby bottle from Woodford. Get some kind of special bottle from Makers. Uh, put them up side by side against the typical offerings. I, I mean, I can pretty much guarantee that they're going to be uh, largely the same, I would say. Uh, but who's the same, man? I mean, genuinely, I've never cracked one of those bottles. Uh, I know that Will and Grease over at the podcast years ago uh, cracked open a Secretariat Maker's Bottle. I think it was Secretariat. Maybe it was American Pharaoh. I think it was American Pharaoh. Uh, Maker's Celebration Commemorative Bottle, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and they said it was it, it, it had something special going on. So, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but... We'll do it for the science. All right. So I think this is probably one of the more uh, topics that that get a little weedy and get a little bit like maybe I'm in over my head of, of, about this. I had actually reached out to uh, Brian Hara. Uh, Sip and Corn, 
who, you know, has a much better understanding of um, the law of all of this. Uh, but at the very least, I can wildly speculate uh, about some of the implications of this this new removal of the the barrel taxes uh, in in Kentucky, uh, at the very least for for bourbon. So uh, let's go ahead and get into some of this. Going to share my screen. Uh, this is coming from APNews.com. Let me see if I can fill this up just a little bit more. What do I have to do? There we go. That's better. That looks much better. Uh, so, Kentucky Bourbon Makers Toast Bill phasing out barrel tax. This is from a couple weeks ago. Uh, but it's not something that is, you know, off topic, I would say right now. Uh, Whiskey Nose, what's going on, Marty? Hope you are well. Uh, I also cannot really... There we go. That's better. Want to bet the prices come down? Absolutely not. These prices are going to stay high, and people are going to either jump ship or just stick it out. Uh, I will say though, I mean, I'll stick with Turkey 101 if I have to, but regardless. Um, okay, so this basically, I, I'm going to try to distill this down uh, a little bit. There's a lot of fun little puns that the AP News uh, threw in. I'm going to throw this into the uh, chat as well. Uh, just for anybody who kind of wants to look at it on their own. Maybe you're watching on the replay and you want to kind of catch up with it. Uh, things are moving at your speed. Whatever. Here's the article for you. Um, but the way that this is set up, essentially, is that for every barrel of bourbon that you have at a distillery, you are paying property tax on. Um, and I, I, the the one kind of instance that we're always pointing to, uh, or, or that we have over the past few years, is Heaven Hill, who I don't remember exactly who said it. It might have even been Bernie Lovers that they're their tax payments just on barrels that have been resting on site uh, yearly it's it's about a million dollars a million dollars not even on tax like not even on bourbon that is in the bottle that people have paid for it's just bourbon that is sitting there maturing um, it's crazy absolutely crazy uh, states $9 billion uh, in... Dis excuse me. Let's start that sentence again. The state's $9 billion distilling industry seized the bill's passage last week as a milestone to help secure bourbon supremacy in Kentucky. Uh, this was indeed signed... The measure signed. Uh, this measure was by Governor Andy Bashir. Um, price per barrel, I do not know exactly, James. Um, but I would be curious to to know 
uh, and just kind of scanning the article, I'm not seeing anything. Five aging. Okay, here we go. Uh, aging barrels of spirits are taxed at both the local and state levels. At the state level, it's five cents per one hundred dollars of assessed value. At the local level, it's based on each county's property tax rate. Last year, the, tax, the total tax assessed value of all aging barrels in Kentucky reached a record level, surpassing five billion dollars. The group said. Um. So they get you coming and get you going. Uh, as the old saying goes. Uh, and and Joseph, I want to I want to talk about this specifically. Uh, that's a lot of money no longer going to schools and roads and parks and cops and such. Yes, I want to come back to that. I just kind of want to get some of the um, some of the logistics of this out of the way. Um, so the the industry projects local revenues from barrel taxes uh, as they are phased out from 2026 through 2043 would not dip below 2025 baseline levels until 2039. Um, the projection is based on 10% annual industry growth. If growth continues at higher rates, it would be later before revenues fall below that baseline. That statement is making a lot of assumptions about whether or not um, bourbon is going to increase in popularity the way that it has over the, <coughs> over the past few years, of course. Um, I would be willing to bet that within that time frame of 2026 to 2043, um, there will be some kind of bubble bursting. That happens. Um, so there's that aspect of you can estimate all you want. You know, you can you can throw stuff at the wall, see what sticks. Uh, and at the end of the day, it, there's no there's no clear way to ensure that things are going to happen one way or another. Um, this is a tax cut for a booming industry. Uh, said Candy Maceroni of Bardstown, and ultimately this is going to put more of a tax burden upon my constituents. So, yes. Let's go ahead, and I hate these, like, AI-generated articles that they put at the bottom of... Anyway. Um, so I, I, I want to talk about, like, the negatives of this for sure. Um, Tony Bear V-Days is here. Hello, Tony. Good to see you, man. Uh, low per bottle for a 10-year likely... Is that low or law? Low. Uh, I'd pay it for state revenue. Likely won't affect sales. I doubt it. I doubt it would affect sales. Uh, large global events like wars and pandemics can impact all these things. Uh, variables. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um... That being said, people were still buying bourbon uh, during the pandemic, so it's uh, is there something I'm missing. I don't think I am. No, I just needed to. Anyway, um, the pandemic was proof that people were still buying bourbon 
good times, bad times, no matter what, uh, people are going to drink alcohol. <laughs> they just are. That's just part of it. Um, Russia's, Russians buying vodka in Ukraine. Um, but when we really do step back and we look at the negative impact that a lot of this may have, um, you know, we'll, we'll circle back exactly to what we were just talking about. Um, with Representative Miseroni? Is that what her name was? That sounds like a... Maseroni of Barstown, excuse me. This is a tax cut for a booming industry, and ultimately this is going to put more of a tax burden upon my constituents. So much of what comes from bourbon taxes does indeed, and Joseph is right with his uh, comment earlier, that's a lot of money no longer going to schools and roads and parks and cops and such. That's all very true. Um, So if you look at it from the infrastructure side of things, uh, it's a pretty large boon that we're putting on taxpayers in Kentucky all of a sudden. Um, Granted, hopefully they can find ways in between now and 2026 when this does start getting phased out to provide tax cuts for us. I don't think that will happen. (laughs) Just being blunt. Um, I don't think that's how this is going to go. But you can hope. You can dream. Uh, But there is the... The notion, uh, Don Nishida's back. Hold on, Don. Uh, people were still buying way more bourbon during the pandemic, or was that just me? It was not just you. Rice-a-roni. Yes. Candy rice-a-roni. Um. I, and I can't remember exactly who it was that said it, uh, and I actually just heard it recently, I, that... It, when you when you come to a place like Bardstown uh, and you look at all the new buildings and you look at all the new roads and schools and um, new amenities for for tourists and and, and travelers, um, so much of that is from bourbon. So much of that is bourbon tax, and it it does that was kind of my first thought too is how much money that all of a sudden gets put on the taxpayers who are not a part of the industry um aren't tax aren't many distillers uh, already getting tax breaks in some form or another i don't know for sure i would say probably um i'm sure that there is something stored deep 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 inside um the Kentucky Constitution, <coughs> excuse me, that uh, <coughs> provides some kind of you know elevation for for distilleries. I would say um, Admiral Bass Ackward. There's no tax in international waters. He's not. He's right. You know, it's the meme. Um. And so, like, 
I I can under I understand why people are looking to remove those taxes from from aging barrels. It's not directly in the hands of the consumer. Um, you don't know how long some of those barrels are going to age for. I it, like I said, they're going to get you coming and get you going. I mean that that's the way the way it is. Uh, does hospitality make up for the hospitality tax make up for the loss of the bourbon tax? I don't know if makes up for is the right phrase. I think that it will probably help eliminate some of the the stress, but again, that's anticipating that there will still be <clears throat> this this consistency of tourism and interest and and dedication to bourbon that we've we've been seeing so i'm i'm you think it's you yeah i did say it was five cents per one hundred dollars of assessed value whatever you want to you know attribute that to Uh, if not actual tax breaks then surely incentives yes now I think James, what you're getting at here too, by by bringing up the um, the actual math of it all, five cents per one hundred dollars uh, out of the barrel. Say that um, see, this is <laughs> this is where it shows that I have an arts degree. Uh, a deeper look at the taxes paid by Kentucky distillers reveals that recent changes to the corporate tax structure and continued availability of generous, uh, generous, excuse me, corporate tax breaks. Um, so it's, so were they already getting tax breaks and now they're doing even more of it? Is that what I... That's what I'm getting from that statement. ADHD whiskey, Matt Porter's in the house! Hello, my friend. It is so good to see you. I hope you are just living your daggone best life. Will the tax cut result in lower bottle MSRP? Additional costs are always passed to the consumer. Not so much the other direction. Um, I, you know, I guess I kind of touched on it a minute ago. Um... 250 bucks per barrel value roughly five thousand dollar assessed barrel value i i think that's i think that's probably the low end of the the low end of a median cost or of a, of a barrel um the minimum cost i guess um so i, I mean you take you take a distillery that's got you know 30,000 barrels. Okay, well, see, now I'm curious if we're just assuming that Heaven Hill is paying that $250 per barrel, that 4,000 barrels? Heaven's got, Heaven Hill's got way more barrels than 4,000, so they're definitely paying more uh, than a million dollars a year on on taxes at this point. 
Uh, if bourbon growth is still projected to go up, the bourbon trail visitors are likely to rise the same unless a pandemic happens again. Um, and even even still, though, I mean, if you look at the numbers for mid to post-ish pandemic, and, and I know that we're all kind of like declaring that we're out of the, the pandemic now, uh, which, I mean, I think it feels that way. I think we can all kind of agree. 1.85 million barrels for Heaven Hill. Okay, so that... Hold on. <clears throat> so they'd be paying $462 million a year? That can't be right. What am I doing wrong? No, that's right. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money that <laughs> Heaven Hill's paying the taxes just on the barrels. How many distilleries undervalue barrels to save on taxes? Probably all of them. Probably all of them. If a distiller owed $10 million in barrel taxes but only $8 million in income taxes, it would get a $2 million check from the state in addition to the cancellation of the $8 million in income taxes. That's a heck of an incentive. <laughs> Um, that's an incentive if I've ever heard one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think that, like, I also get to this point in this conversation where I do realize that I'm a little bit in over my head uh, with talking about it. But I'm, I'm willing to accept that this is not the easiest black and white scenario where you can just step away and say this was a good move I uh, the bourbon industry is being saved by lawmakers um, or this was a bad move and it's hurting the rest of Kentucky uh, I am more inclined to say that it's not a great move I'm more inclined to say that there there were aspects of this that could have potentially been short-sighted, and therefore we're going to feel the repercussions uh, moving forward. Uh, as a disabled person, the pandemic is far from over, especially without masking. That's another good point, too. I apologize, Emily. Um, Didn't the article state that the last tax revenue would be about $40 million? I think you're right, Joe. Uh, last year, the industry paid nearly $40 million in barrel taxes, about three times the amount in 2014. So, yeah, they got to be fudging the numbers a little bit at, uh, at Heaven Hill. Uh, since 2012, local governments have issued over $2.5 billion in industrial revenue bonds to support the bourbon industry. Dang. What I was saying, too, about the, the 
the tourism side of things as well is that even even as things were starting to kind of creep their way towards being open we were still seeing an influx of people who were so ready to get back to distilleries and do tours and do tastings and hang out with their friends and um, stuff like that because, you know, you want to drink and hang out and there's uh, the kind of lifting of uh, expectations in some capacity. So, I, I mean, in 20... One of the past couple of years, I mean, we saw that Buffalo Trace like doubled their visitor attendance record uh which is insane it's insane and and you're right if it does continue to increase in the way that it is kind of looking right now it's going to be fine the tax (laughs) tourism tax hospitality tax is going to uh at least lift some of that burden i think that's a, a very fair assessment um but i there there's still a lot of money that winds up get left, getting left on the table that could have been used to support the backbone of Kentucky. Where are y'all meeting up? We're meeting up in, uh, in Lexington. <laughs> I'm the tax man. Yeah, I'm the tax man. Papa Ritter's here. Papa Ritter, have you ever heard Stevie Ray Vaughan's cover of the tax man? quite good <laughs> yes do come do come hang out with us uh, James it would be lovely look at the dates man absolutely see this is how stuff happens SRV tax man it's good stuff man it's fun it's just the Beatles version is also a cover oh I didn't know that Link to tickets. Well, ask and ye shall receive. Boom, boom, bada, boom, baby. Sorry, it's not in the description. It will be in the description later. I apologize. Um, and there is also a hotel link that Eric has. I don't have it uh, handy right now. Um, for... Uh, the, a discounted rate for, for hotel rooms. Um, so, I, I, James, I will work on getting that for you as well if you are uh, indeed coming to hang out with us. Uh, it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great time. Um, I, I think that one of the things that has not been well established, and I apologize for this, is that the... For anybody who's kind of like seen the VIP Plus got sold out and then they kind of, um, oh, it was written by George Harrison. I thought it was, but it doesn't matter. Finally finished Get Back episode one. So great to watch their process. The Get Back series is so good, man. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, excuse me, my goodness. It's just, it, it's a, it's very much in the weeds and I, I you know, I did still kind of binge it, I suppose, but I did. I it took it, it, it took a little while to get through it. I'll find SRV's version, but I'm pretty sure George Harrison wrote Taxman. I'm pretty sure he did. 
Um, I don't know. Um, but, so there was the VIP Plus ticket, and then there's the VIP, right? Yes, VIP Plus is sold out. VIP is everything that Plus gets except for a tasting with Peggy that they are going to be doing Saturday night before the live show. Um, there is still going to be a tasting on Saturday night um, for VIP folks. Um, may have to split the weekend. Hey, man, you do whatever you want to. It'd be great to... See, see you rolling up. <laughs> I bouncing back and forth. That's pretty funny. Uh, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, there will still the VIP bottle share is the best. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, there, there, there is still just as much value um, in the the VIP as there is VIP plus. Um, just there's one little thing, not little. There is one extra thing that is tagged on for uh, VIP plus. Continues. Oh, I don't leave until Memorial Day, so I can stay up late and drink and smoke with everyone on Saturday night. When everything's all said and done, we can just relax and have a bunch of cigars and drink a lot of whiskey. Uh, when are the giveaways? Tony? <laughs> I'm sorry. I promise. I'm making a, a reminder in my phone right now that next week we will do the giveaways and we will take care of that. And I am so sorry. date April 20th. Golly, April is flying by. Uh, I'm going to set 6 o'clock for the time so I can remember. And there we go. Boom. Done. Uh, are you requesting the room next to the courtyard again? VIP Plus includes a slow dance with Peggy. That's funny. Uh, anyway. So that's, that's just kind of my thoughts, my thinking about the um, the new taxes uh, with or the removal of taxes, I suppose. So that's that. Got to keep me honest. Absolutely, got to keep me honest. Got to keep me in check. I'm so so sorry. I love you guys so much. I just I that's one of those things where I don't think about it until it is the most inopportune time for me to do something about it. And so it very largely gets like, just the worst for saying this. It just gets like pushed to the back of my mind. Uh, and I'm so, so sorry. You guys deserve better than that. And I, I will do better about that in the future. I promise. Um, So, with all that being said, we are going to review one of my favorite bourbons of all time, 
yes, I do have a whole video on this channel uh, called Why Wild Turkey is the Best Value in Bourbon. That was part of what was supposed to be a larger, longer series that got kind of uh, put by, by the wayside, unfortunately, uh, just because my, my energy and my efforts kind of shifted away. We just bought a ticket. James Taylor bought a ticket. Thank you, James. Can't wait to meet you in person, man. Friggin' awesome, dude. General tickets bought is eight. Uh, so I have to split the split the weekend. Looking forward to meeting everyone in person. Just happy you're gonna be there, man. Absolutely friggin' great. Also, um, oh, I've seen fire and I've seen rain. I just so um, there was that God's love we deliver. Um, fundraiser Love Rocks NYC I think is what it was called I that John Mayer Trio played for I, I watched the, the live stream um, and James Taylor played right before John Mayer Trio uh, absolutely freaking killed it man the guy is uh, oh you can't find Darian cakes uh, younger and have more hair there you go. Uh, but musician James Taylor has still got it. He is he is still fun to watch. Um, he's not, you know, like, he's not like a rock. He's not a rock star, right? But he's killing it, though, man. Uh, anyway, so, like I was saying, uh, kind of lost steam for a lot of the YouTube stuff. Uh, just as I've become so much more busy than I ever anticipated, uh, and I just don't have the time and uh, energy to devote to one more thing uh, at the moment. Musician James Taylor never lost his voice. Saw him in the late 90s at the New Orleans Jazz Fest. I always wanted to go to the New Orleans Jazz Fest. Uh, but... I do hope to eventually kind of have the the chance to do more YouTube stuff again. Um, just priorities shift and you become a dad. So, Wild Turkey, rare breed, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, barrel proof, 116.8 proof. Uh, as I said, this is a 2023 batch, uh, LLLB. 27, I guess. I don't know. Uh, bottled on February 27th uh, of this year. <laughs> you think we should go one year? That'd be awesome. Gotta know your chords that the Jazz Fest people are watching. Jason Mraz. Amazing. That's a great quote from a guy who plays a grand total of like five chords. <laughs> And I, I, I love early Jason Mraz. I haven't listened to a lot of his newer stuff. It just kind of... <laughs> uh, what I have list. I mean, the last... Um, what was that album? 
It had like a white cover and then a pencil drawing of his face. Beautiful Wreck? Is that what that album was called? Or a Beautiful Mess? And what a beautiful mess this is. I think that's what that album was called. Need to see him live. I, I've heard him... I, I've heard his his live albums, or I've heard live stuff that he's done. Uh, really cool. Really good. Um, I think that he and Jack Johnson fall under that camp of, like, they're, they're good in the studio. They're, they have to be seen live to really... Um, they, they to really appreciate them. Why is it the unedited versions of the podcast are only about three minutes longer than the edited versions? Um, I think it's because we're getting better at editing ourselves in the moment um, and not going on weird tangents or bits that don't fit with the, the main episode. Um, that being said, though, I hear you. I understand. Um, I'm I'm trying to... Jason Derulo. Um, I'm trying to... I'm working. I'm trying to work on it. And I apologize. Like I said, um, I do hear you. Yes, Don, Don is right. Because Eric doesn't drop as many F-bombs anymore. It's part of it. Um, I mean, that... You know, those old unedited episodes used to be, like, two hours long, and then the edited one would wind up being, like, an hour and a half. Um, but, I mean, all that being said, I, I, I appreciate the feedback, and I'm, I'm, I am as aware of it as I can be. Like, I, I have had that internal struggle of maybe I should be doing something a little bit doing something a little bit more for the main edit um, so that it is cut down quite a bit more. So I apologize. But I, I, again, I hear you. So. I, Ribery. Now, I will be completely transparent. I bought this bottle this week. Um, it is the first bottle of Rare Breed that I have had in a while because it has been hard to find and because uh, the price has gone up. Uh, but I found it at Kroger for $52, which was on sale from like 65. So, I mean, as far as Kroger goes, they haven't... Um, they haven't raised their prices too much, uh, but there is still an increase. There definitely is. That being said, though, it's just worth it, man. It's just worth it. I, 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 I'm willing to, and I, I will always miss the days when it was a $40 barrel-proof bottle. Uh, it's never going to come back. It just isn't. For the hate it gets, Blanton's is tasty. Blanton's isn't bad. I, I, I don't have hate for Blanton's. I have resentment for the unnecessary popularity of it, I guess. 
Anyway, I, I am kind of uh, fighting against the the clock. 55 to 60 is definitely worth it. I agree. 62.95 for rare breed here. There you go. Um, I am fighting against the clock, so I'm going to get into it so I do not waste too much more time. Cheers, guys. Yes, there is heat to it. Yes, there is a bite. But like underneath it is this almost like brown sugar butter, if ever such a thing were to exist. Because um, it's very buttery. I mean, it, it's it's got that like oaky tannic presence. Got to run to moderate Deathless Dogs. Cheers, Perry. Cheers to you, James. Good to have you here. Excited to meet you in person in a month and a half. Um, why are daily drinkers always something kind of cheap? To me, a daily drinker is something I could actually drink every day, like Russell's Reserve Single Barrel. Um, I, I, I don't have a good answer for that off the top of my head. But... That actually is a pretty good topic for next week's podcast. Um, next week, brought to you by Brazil Orthodontics. <laughs> I don't have those graphics up anymore, or I would show them. Um, but yeah, next week. I like that. I like that question a lot, Joe. And I'm going to... I'm gonna save save it. I'm gonna savor it. Something that we should talk about. And the thing, like with my daily drinkers, I it, it is something that I enjoy. I'm not trying to like resign myself to something that I kind of like. It's just usually something that is more affordable, more available. Um, Chris, the whiskey smoke explorer, is here. Hello, Chris. Good to have you. Hope you've been well, buddy. Uh, why are people, where are people going? I've been on a rare breed kick for the past couple of weeks. Love the peanut buttery note it has and a little funk. The funk is one of my favorite parts about it, too. I would be willing to bet that this particular batch has some older product in it. 12 years and up. Um... It's, it's got a depth of character that is indicative of those, those older, those older barrels, whatever, um, that sometimes go into rare breed. Um, I'll do a quick nose palette finish and price so we can get things wrapped up. I... Uh, Gosh, then no, I just don't, I'm not left wanting. I drink rare breed and it is what bourbon is supposed to be. That is how I genuinely feel about rare breed. Um, I'm so, I, I'm trying to be nitpicky about this and I'm going to be a little bit, um, but not so much that you're not, that it's going to be taken as, uh, 
I don't like this, if that makes sense. Um, nose, 4.5, palette is a 5. Um, both are just, they work so well together uh, with each other. Um, finish, I think, is where it drops just a little bit. Uh, and I think that's because some of that younger product is in there. Uh, that is a four for me. Uh, and then a price, if we're saying it's around $60 now, uh, I know that I kind of am biased because I we, we lived in those times when we were so spoiled and it was $40 a bottle. But it's, it's still a really good value. Uh, and still standing as one of the more available barrel-proof bourbons that are on the market. Um, I got to give it a 4.5. <laughs> it's just, there's a lot of bang for your buck here. It's going to go a long way. Uh, so that gives me a grand total of, hold on, 9, 5, 14, 18 out of 20. Get, get you some rear breed if you see it. I mean, how, how can you go wrong with it? Um, it's everything you love about Turkey 101, but just ramped up uh, to the next level, and then some. So, uh, Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you so much if you are listening to the audio version of this in the Tim Bip audio feed. You guys are always the best. Go follow on social media if you have not done so already. Daily drinker should be something you never get tired of, regardless of price. I agree with that. I completely agree with that. And I don't get tired of my daily drinkers. I just don't. So I'm I'm in that camp, man. I'm in that camp. I get it. So um yes. Thank you guys. Uh thank you for your support. Um and all that good stuff. I will see y'all next a time, but until then, I'm a Perry. And this is a Maya Bourbon Podcast Live. Timbit Live. Whatever. Crap. I don't know. I saw Mario last week. We're going to talk about it on next week's episode. Bye.